Welcome to the No London 2012 Olympic Zone. That's right. We're, uh... What's the anagram for that? I didn't have a good bit to start with, so I just kind of went with it. Is anagram the one for when it's when it's just the letters? Yeah. No, anagram anagram is when it's the you switch up. around the letters and get a yeah. different message. This is an acronym. There you go. What's your What's the acronym? N L P twenty twenty O Z. Charlie, what does N L P stand for? <laughs> oh, he said N. I thought he said M. No. <laughs> And NLP stands for... No uh, Little Ponies. <laughs> no... <laughs> Alright, uh, so I'm Isaiah. Hi, Isaiah. Hi, Steven. Hello, Charlie. All it's right. nice to meet you all. Does that count as an intro? That, that counts as an <laughs> intro. We're going to talk about the London 2012 Olympics, Mario and Sonic games. The definitive Olympic experience. Probably for some people. Yeah. first episode of the No Spin Dash Zone for some reason. I apologize. The... <laughs> The, the only Olympic games that have games that are not Olympic games. This is the version that I bought because the case was yellow and that was appealing enough for me to buy it. Well, no, actually, I got it for Christmas. Why, why was the case yellow? I don't know. But it's like the only one that's yellow. It's like there's some red ones, but this is a yellow one and that's cool. Like, what else do you need? It's probably because, like, yellow is an important color to London, right? Maybe. I like the color yellow. Maybe maybe they just decided it was gonna go, or London paid to have it yellow. Like, they cared this much about the series. <laughs> I... Somehow I doubt that London paid Sega and Mario anything for this. I imagine they bought the rights to, like, feature the country in their game. I mean, it is an official, like, Olympic Games Committee game or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Because they, they have, like, a whole weird system for that. Yeah. It's really nice. Uh, this is, however, the last Mario and Sonic game on the Wii. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's a thing. So, never again will we see the controls are to waggle, except on the Wii U where the controls will continue to be to waggle. Yeah. Because you could still use the Wii remote. Yeah, I was going to say the secret is that the Wii U is just it's just the Wii again. <laughs> if... I'm not ready to play these games on the Wii U. <laughs> Neither am I. I Neither honestly, am I. I don't think my Wii U is ready to play these games on the Wii U. <laughs> Oh, Didn't God. you lose your gamepad? Or am I misremembering? No, I lost my charger. Which is functionally the same as losing the gamepad, except the thing I do have takes up more space. Good stuff. Fuck the Wii thanks, U. Thanks, Nintendo. I was almost going to say thanks, Sega, but that's not their fault, necessarily. Thanks, Dad. Yeah, it's not Sega's fault. Sega-ort. Uh, so... There are a lot of events in this game, huh? <laughs> nice transition. I mean, sure. Should it, you want me to go through them all to yeah, help that's, educate you that's, on the, uh, I don't remember how we did these other ones. Like, I already forgot how the first Mario and Sonic works, because that one's bad. Do you want a link to the wiki, wiki page? Nope, I got it. I got it right in front of me. <laughs> okay, cool. You got your athletics, which are separated into track and field. Track has got the 100-meter sprint, 110-meter hurdles, which, you know, it's like that, but you jump, but jumping is just the B button. For some reason, my brain was like... 110 meters is really high to jump. <laughs> uh, you got the 4x100 meter relay, which is, can be a co-op. You got the long jump with the... Oh, that's in the field, but fields with long jump, hammer throw, discus throw, javelin throw. A lot of throwing. It's Throwing down. It's a pretty similar list to the 2008 Olympics game. Yeah, but like I said, I already forgot. Yeah. <laughs> you and me both. To be fair, that was yeah. four years ago. Yeah. <laughs> It feels like four years on the podcast. <laughs> it, it really does. Uh, next category is gymnastics with the uneven bars, which I whenever I think uneven, I think like one like the bar is at like an angle because one pole is shorter than the other ones. But no, it's just two bars are at different heights, I guess. Yeah, and you move betwixt the two. Yeah, uh, you got trampoline, which is nice. You got rhythmic ribbon, which. I always like doing rhythmic ribbon. That, that, that was definitely in the, the first one. Um, you got aquatics with the 100 meter freestyle and then synchronized swimming. Is a 100 meter freestyle where Knuckles shows off his rapping talent? For 100 meters. For 100 meters. <laughs> <laughs> you got canoeing, which I think it might have been rowing in the first game or in a later game. I don't know, but that's the thing. 
You got equestrian. You got the show. You ride a horse. That's that's the one where if you play Shadow or Metal Sonic, you have like a the edgiest color of horse imaginable. Black. Yeah. I was really, really hoping that I would have a robot horse when I played as Metal Sonic. <laughs> Those aren't tournament legal. Then again, being a robot isn't exactly yeah, tournament legal. I was gonna say. No, no one's allowed in the Olympics anymore. It's like edgy, but it's still very cute. And so Metal Sonic looks really weird on it. Yeah. Although I guess he's also kind of edgy, but very cute. Maybe the reason he is not cute. They, look, don't be gaslit by classic Metal Sonic from Generations, alright? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I was I, I was thinking about it just now, and I think that maybe the reason that I fell off of the horse's Metal Sonic is not due to my incompetence and unwillingness to learn the controls, but in fact due to Metal Sonic being heavier than the rest of the characters, so the horse just couldn't hold up his weight. You know what? That's probably exactly what it is. It's not you being worse at the game. <laughs> I like horses. Anyway, uh, we got we got badminton doubles, which badminton, if you've never played it, it's like tennis, but it's volleyball. Speaking of volleyball, that's the next one, beach volleyball. Extreme got, beach volleyball. Then you got Don't. table tennis, which is like tennis, but on a table. But superior in every capacity. Oh, man. I don't know about that, but fight, could, fight that's me. a different conversation. Then you have a football, otherwise known as saucer. I mean, soccer. <laughs> I don't think it's known as saucer anywhere. Saucer is what I am calling it. If you ever seen the the Ronaldinho or Ronaldinho soccer, the announcer pronounces it saucer. I have not seen that, but it sounds amazing. Uh, next we have shooting, which is like pistol shooting. It's different from the shooting in the last one, which it's was like skeet shooting. clay pigeons. And I was bad at that one because it, you just can't see where you're aiming. Yeah, just like a real gun, actually. <laughs> it's also that one was like timing based, whereas this one is literally just precision and accuracy. Yeah. Uh, then we got fencing. That's where you have to help uh, Tom Sawyer paint a fence. Yeah, individual epe. <laughs> then we got track cycling, which I guess that's a, a team thing. I like I've played all these games when I was younger, but we only played a, a select of them when I uh, played as for the podcast. And then we got the dream events, which there's a nice selection. We got a dream long jump, which is in like a Yoshi story setting, which made me very happy because I grew up with Yoshi story. It has a nice remix. It also hadn't gotten like much representation in games besides Smash Brothers. Yeah. Well, and I guess when did Yoshi's Island DS come out? Because I forgot about that. That came out like 2006. Okay, so it actually. Well, the other thing is that Yoshi's Story kind of defined Yoshi. Yeah. Like Yoshi's Island, like sol like solidified him as an individual character, but Yoshi's Island, Yoshi's Story gave him his voice. And gave him his theme song. And, and like, the idea of the aesthetics for the games, which is to be, like, papercraft and, like, yeah. cardboard and, like, soft. Yeah. I mean, I, Yoshi's Island kind of did that with its crayon look. Yeah, but... Like, Yoshi's... I mean, yeah, but that was 16-bit, but Yoshi's story is, like, actually, like, hey, look, this has got, like, stitches and stuff. Right, like, it, it shows you that it's, like, clearly, like, crafted as opposed to just, like, being drawn is cool, but it's not, like, the style that, you know, like, even Wooly War... Wooly World takes after <laughs> yeah yeah and what is what, which is craft world yeah yoshi's crafted world is that the stuck the second one yeah the two? yeah it's the one on the switch okay yeah so like those two clearly take after yoshi's story more than they do his island their island is yoshi gendered yoshi is not gendered i think i don't know but but birdo is gendered twice man let's let's move on <laughs> all right so the next one is dream rafting which i guess takes place in a Mar uh, mario Mar Super New Super Mario Bros. Wii type look. And then there's Dream Discus, which is Windy Valley from Sonic Adventure, where you you throw the disc, and then you hop on it, and you collect rings. It's, like, truly unrelated to the Discus for 90% of the game. <laughs> yeah, like, in Discus, like, the whole challenge is trying to throw your disc, but in Dream Discus, you've already thrown the disc. Yeah, you hop on the disc and ride it. Uh, next, we have Dream Uneven Bars, which is just, like, a bunch of poles that you kind of race and swing to get points as you progress the course and that's in Grand Metropolis from Sonic Heroes I love the bit that all the dream events are just we took the regular event and we like abstracted it and we made it like more of like a traditional game that fits within the universe of Mario or Sonic but like yeah. we're gonna do uneven bars <laughs> yeah it seems like the least 
oh, this is a good idea, but let's blow it out of proportion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next, we have Dream Hurdles, which takes a place in Mario Galaxy's Battle Rock Galaxy. Also, there might be some other ones that are like this, but this one has absolutely no motion controls. Oh. Yeah. Why didn't we play that one? Wasn't wasn't the snowball fight one from London London God. Yeah, the, but that wasn't like a that wasn't even that was just like a that wasn't even like an event though, was it? Oh, it was an event. Yeah, that's right. Dream snowball fight was an event. Yeah. Because it's not an actual Olympic sport, so that confused me. Yes. Yeah, it is weird. Very strange. Uh, next we have Dream Equestrian, which takes place in Moo Moo Meadows from Mario Kart Wii. I'm surprised we didn't play that one because it's a dream event with horses. Well, we wanted to do the real deal horse experience. Ah. Dude, what if Metal Sonic gets a robot horse in the dream event? <laughs> We'd never Listen, know. We could have played a lot of these games, but we choose to play volleyball most of the time. Yeah, yeah we'll get we'll get to that. <laughs> uh, next is, uh, I believe, Dream Sprint, which is... If this is... Bingo Highway. Oh, this is the ball one. That's right. You're in a ball, and you go on, like, pinball rails... And, like, the faster you go, the bigger your ball is, so you have to size down to go down holes and stuff. Well, and also, the faster you go, the more likely you are to fly off and die. Also, it kind of yeah. seems like you can't move forward and turn at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. It Superficially, it might appear to some, like, monkey ball, because you are inside of a ball going down a course. But I would say it's much, much more similar to its game of origin, Sonic Heroes, because Bingo Highway just has... Obscene controls, and you're always falling off the map, which is exactly how this feels. Yes, except the physics are kind of better. Mm. The so I think I think Steven described it when we were playing the game. The physics are better, but the controls are worse. Yeah, it's yeah. it's like yes, if you like let go of the controller, the ball appears to be moving more naturally. But once you hold the controller, you have to shake to go forward, and you have to tilt left and right to turn. But like Isaiah said, you cannot like turn and shake at the same time and if you're moving too fast it seems like turning just kind of doesn't work yeah yeah well as, as time goes on we hate sonic heroes more what can i say <laughs> the next event is dream trampoline which takes place in crazy gadget i like that one a lot too yeah um a dream spacewalk yep that's another made-up one <laughs> I think that's probably in a Mario Galaxy My favorite one. Olympic event, Spacewalk. Uh, Synchro Battle Galaxy from Super Mario Galaxy 2 is the location for that. It's not, I don't even remember that galaxy. It's not the the final fight between Sonic and Shadow. Like, just that never-ending, like, lane of highway in space. I'd say that's a space run. If you walk, you die. Oh, I'm so sorry. And then the last one <laughs> is Dream Fencing, which is on Ocean Palace's Turtles. Yeah, and it's just every Mario Party minigame ever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's literally not fencing, because there's four people. Well, that's, I guess... I mean, that's like that's what dream events are. Does fencing imply a duel? It's Fencing implies it's a duel, and like, if it's if it's the sport fencing... Well, yes. As then sport, there's no, there's no, like, three-dimensional movement. You move forward and back, and that's it. It's like one-dimensional di one movement. Excuse me. <laughs> All right. Wait, what, how many fencing events have you seen? You can't, you can't sidestep. <laughs> Why not? Is that, like, it's, actually a rule? I, I like, everything, everything I've seen of fencing, I've never gone fencing, but everything I've seen of fencing seems to suggest that if you move to the left, you're disqualified. <laughs> You've never seen someone get disqualified for moving to the left. I've, well, I've never seen anyone move to the left. It's it's always forward and backward, and that's it. That's the my, rule. My thinking is that you can still probably at least lean back and forward. Oh and yeah, like, like you can pro. you can lean and stuff, but you can't like sidestep. It's not one dimensional. <laughs> it's just footsie space. One like dimensional is maybe a slight exaggeration, but like there's like a physical space you can exist in, and that space is like. Thin but long. Any anywho, the the dream fencing is literally just you're on like an island and you try to knock each other off. Yeah. Much, or at least deplete health. That's true. Yeah, actually that's that's all that you can you knock someone off? I guess you probably can. You I, can knock someone off, you it's can, but yeah. difficult, but like once you deplete their health they automatically get knocked off. Yeah, they just like action movie style launch off of the platform at light speed. 
Yeah. Also, the health bars are way too long, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. I agree. I mean, I think for, like, a Mario Party minigame, they're too long, but for a dream event, maybe they're the right length. I guess that's true, but this is a Mario Party minigame and not a dream event. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is that all the events? Uh, yeah, that's all the events. All right. <laughs> Sorry. You're all so, good. So I want to talk about uh, a dream event that I, I really enjoyed playing, which is uh, Dream Trampoline. And I remember talking about, or maybe I didn't talk about it, but I remember playing it and having a good time in the 2008, I want to say, Olympics, which was just the regular trampoline. Yeah, and also just the regular Olympics. Oh, yeah. 2008 was Olympics. Yeah. Uh, and this is this is very similar where you gotta you gotta jump a bunch, uh, but then like once you are up in the air, you gotta do a bunch of like sort of quick time events. Um, but in this in this dream event, you are sort of com you're jumping alongside another player, and you're you're both trying to do quick time events at the same time, and so there's a much more like direct feeling of competition rather than going yeah. one after another. So yeah. I can be like, oh, I did 13 tricks and you did 12, which means I am winning by a very small amount. It's also like much more arcade, traditional video game competition. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like a four-player minigame, so you can have like two people face off and two people will clap to get extra points. But the meat of it is just trying to get all those quick time events in time to get a higher score than your rival. Yeah, yeah and it's... It's formed as a round-robin tournament of trampolining, and it's, like, yeah. all in this enclosed game, which I think is kind of neat, because it doesn't feel long in the way that some of the Dream Events do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It feels like it's just the right length, but you still know that you for sure got a chance to, like, compete with everyone, so it feels fair still. Yeah. It's a neat little design. And again, it's crazy gadgets, so you have a nice little remix there, yeah. and you can see the blocks in the background. There's a good, there's a good remix of Crazy Gadget that's like more, a little bit more dancey, which fits with the you have to sort of clap to the beat in the background. Right. I also feel like the choice of that stage makes a lot of sense because you are like doing these big ups and downs, and sometimes it feels like there's a lack of gravity, which is neat. oh yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that many of the dream events in this game manage to like pick a great stage, but I think some of them sort of fall short. Yeah. All right. Should we talk about Dream Long Jump? Yes. I think yeah. that's also a stage that makes good use, or rather a uh, event that makes good use of its stage. Yeah. So like I said, it takes place in like a, a Yoshi story, like the, I think like the rail lift level specifically from like the first page. Yeah. Um, And I think, I think this might've been part of the reason why I wanted to get this game. Cause I think I heard this remix before I got it. So I asked my parents for it for Christmas. So I'm like, yeah, this is a great remix. I listened to it a whole lot on YouTube. Um, but nostalgia out of the way, it's kind of a race where, like, you're bouncing on clouds on a side-scroll view, and you can ground pound uh, the clouds to get higher and shake the Wii Remote to flutter jump. And if you ground pound the smiling clouds, they'll split into two unless they're the smallest size, in which case they'll disappear. And then you could ground pound uh, thunder clouds to shoot lightning bolts in diagonal directions to stun players, but it won't necessarily eliminate them. And you, you get eliminated, like, once you fall through, there's no cloud to save you or anything. Yeah, or if you get uh, too far behind. Yeah, that's true, too. It's it's really interesting because it seems like the objective is not to get the farthest, but instead to, like, try and get other people to lose by, like, sabotaging them. That is kind of the case, but I do also feel that the way the game is designed, you are always encouraged to be at the front of the pack, because then you have the first shot at things like the splitting clouds and the lightning clouds. That's true, yeah. So I do still think that it's encouraging to be going forward, even if that's not necessarily the clear goal. Once you're knocked out, you can control a... well, I say control very loosely. Uh, you have a bomb balloon that hovers at the bottom, and then you can press the like A button or whatever to just launch it upwards at a curve. But that's all that basically you can do once you're done. And that can stun people as well. Yeah, so basically it's an opportunity for you to fuck over your friends if you want to. Yeah. It's very, like, it's got four-player game vibes, even when people <laughs> fall out. I So yeah. I think last time we played, what happened was uh, I got hit by a bomb from another player. And it knocked me on top of Steven's character, which made me do, like, a footstool that knocked him off the stage. And he died. <laughs> 
Yeah, and then not to mention that I was also just being targeted instead of you. <laughs> like, That's... the only reason it hit you was because I went close to you because I was like, this is the only way I'm going to win. Yeah. Is if I get close enough that they start hitting him, and it didn't help. Terrible it was, time. It, it was fun. Horrible time. I had fun. Sometimes the flutter is a little iffy, which I think is because it's motion controls, but, like, I can <clears> never... I can't rely on it getting me as far as I would like it to. I don't think that has to do with it being motion controls because it's literally just one shake and you always go the same distance, at least in my experience. It seemed to me like I would go a different distance every time. Okay, I, I find that entirely possible, but all I ever did was shake up and down like once, like up, then to down, then I back to resting, and it got me as far as I needed it to. Hmm. Alright. Interesting. I like to pretend that the motion controls help me if I shake it more, even if it doesn't. I think the only time shaking something more does anything is in that one minigame in Mario Party 8, where you have to shake the Wii Remote to get a, a higher soda spout or whatever. Yeah, it's a button masher, but instead it's like the the jerk-off motion. <laughs> it is the only minigame that I want to play when I play Mario Party 8. <laughs> That's a What about the ones where it's just like, pick your poison? Where it's like... No, those... that I am... I, I... Okay... I am not Matt, okay? <laughs> That's what Matt likes. My my favorite is the one where, like, three players go into, like, cannons, and then one player gets to choose which cannon to fire, but doesn't know which players went into yeah. which cannons. Yeah, that that's is also... Party 4. That is also... That's like a, that's... Oh, that's like... Okay. I think what Steven was talking about is more of those ones where you have to randomly pick something. Yeah, like, like the one it's, where you... it's an even it's an even playing field for everyone. Whereas like hide and go boom, the minigame you're talking about is yeah. more about like I like it because it's got some like guess. like hidden information, like trying to like outplay the other player. Whereas the one where it's like pull like push the lever and maybe explode is like well uh, roll the dice and and maybe die and like that's the game. I would it's still just... qualify them both as pick your poison games. It's just yeah. Players get to put poison in things in the the more interactive versions. Yeah. Oh, it's like chalices from uh, Trivia Murder Party. Too. Yes, I that think, is also a pick your poison. Game. I think the pick your poison literally game, like has its appeal, but I really like the pick your poison that has some kind of like interplay involved. Like it still feels very luck dependent, but the luck is like how how well can you anticipate somebody else's moves, and that feels way better. Yeah, I think that they're both like fine for Mario Party, and that yeah, it makes sure. sure it's important, because the thing people like about Mario Party is that it's stupid, but a lot of people <laughs> who like Mario Party also enjoy pretending that there is skill in it. Yeah. So that game lets you do both. It lets you pretend there's skill, and it's also totally stupid. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely think it works great for Mario Party. Yeah. Alright, what's the what's the next event that we enjoyed a lot, Steven? <laughs> so the last event that we want to put a spotlight on is volleyball, or specifically beach volleyball. Are there beaches in London? I, I would assume so. I, I mean, they, they all, like, all the events, like, like revealed the location, and they all sound like real places, so I just assume. Yeah. I just, I don't think of London as being, like, a place with beaches. I always think of, like, there being... Metropolitan. Yeah, but also, like, there's water there, but it just, like, cuts through the city, as opposed to there being any beach. Yeah. Let me just look up London Beach. But yeah, the the beach volleyball takes place on like a sand pit, not a sand pit, like a sand. It's not it's not a beach because it's, there's no water, right? It takes place on sand. <laughs> it takes place on sand, and it's volleyball as you would expect. But the motion controls are very light. It's not like you swing to hit the ball. You just move to where the ball is going to be and hit A to like hold your hands up to set the ball, and mm -hmm. then you can also shake up to jump, but since you don't need to do that as often, it doesn't feel as grating to use the motion controls. Yep. And then... Sometimes it feels like I just can't do it unless I'm just in the wrong position, which is kind of hard to tell. Well, I think that part of that is them trying to sort of automate a lot of the controls for this, because it doesn't feel like a sports game, you know? It's not as, like, particular as even, like, the sillier Nintendo sports games with, like, the Mario Tennis. And it also doesn't feel like Sega Superstars Tennis, because that game is terrible. And I yeah. can't... Is there is there a Mario volleyball game in, like, one of the sports packs? I think there is in Mario Sports Mix on the Wii, which I think came after this game. That sounds about right. But um, There's also... Uh, I think there's also a special minigame for it in, like, I, the, Mario Party 4 and maybe also Mario Party 5. 
Yeah, I remember doing Mario Volleyball at some point, but I wasn't sure in what context. Yeah. But this game feels, like, a little simpler than that, because, more or less, if your character is anywhere near the ball and you hit the A button, they're going to return it. So it's all about just figuring out where the ball is going to go, not necessarily being precise in getting there. Yeah. And they do give you indicators, kind of like in Mario Tennis, but there's always an indicator to help. And usually it's, like, color-coordinated for which character is recommended to go for, but if, you know, if, if the other character hits it, then it'll course-correct so that the other character who missed it still knows they have to get it because like if you've never played volleyball before you have to like take turns hitting the ball and you have like a you can only do it three times yeah the same player cannot juggle the ball and you cannot have the ball on your side of the field for too long basically and the only sort of like opportunity for choice in this is that you've got the special skills so you've got like you know the the super move if you will which after you build up enough like energy by standing underneath where the ball is going to land which is really the only mechanic that encourages you to get there faster um you would basically like increase this energy pool and then once it's full you can hit the uh b button when you swing to like return the ball to the other side and that will activate a special move that removes the cursor for where the ball is going to end up and then it also does something weird to the ball and i think it's there's only four in there based on which type of character you're using so there's speed uh, technique, balance, and strength. Is that it? Yeah, I, th I think it's power, yeah. but yeah, I'm not positive. Power is a weird word for the Olympics. Yeah, yeah, we've seen all the techniques too. Like, I think it's balance where, like, the ball will, like, move and then, like, then redirect itself at a like, kind of a sharp angle so you can't really tell where it is. Yeah, yeah, instead of having an arc, it goes straight across the net and then it drops straight down at, like, a somewhat random point. Yeah. And I think technique characters, like, the ball will disappear, so you have to, like, remember where it was going to hit it right. It, like, disappears and also, like, freezes, because it doesn't land as fast as it would normally. Yeah. <laughs> What is it that speed characters do? Because you, they remember when we were first playing, like two of you played a speed character. It so it stops in the center and then like picks a random spot to land at and goes there really quickly. Yeah, and it has the chance to knock down the opponent if they don't time their a press right. It, it, there's some weird system to it. I thought that's what the balance characters did. Well, I think all of the specials have the potential for that, but it's less likely for the uh, what is blaze? Is she technique? Uh, no, she's balanced. She's balanced. Yeah. yeah. So then the the one the one that does the sharp angle, that one never seemed to do it. But all three yeah. of the other ones seemed like they the, had the opportunity to. The speed one. There were a lot of situations where instead of returning the ball, the ball hit me in the face and we lost. Yes. What the, did the power one do? You got me. I I don't remember that one at all. I think that's the one we yeah, experienced with the least. Because I was playing as Donkey. I almost said Donkey Dong. <laughs> I was playing as Donkey Kong and. K D. Conky, Coke and that gun. <laughs> Take it to the fridge. So it kind of it kind of plays very similarly to like Mario Tennis. Yeah, but just like a little more automated. Yeah, and I like that because it's not supposed to be. This isn't a sports game per yeah. se. So I think this suits it perfectly because it's just complicated enough that you feel good when you get a point, but it's not so complicated that you feel like you have to learn the whole thing. You know. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Let's let's talk about the lemon party mode. <laughs> I almost misheard what you said. <laughs> what, wait, what did you think he said? I thought he said lemon party mode. <laughs> Dude, lemon party. That's I do want to point out, Charlie. Where you pee on yourself, take right? take the acronym London party mode and just move the letters around a little bit. You got MLP. Yeah, you got me there. <laughs> mode London party. <laughs> Okay, let's... let's, let's okay. Uh, so this is like uh, the big draw of this game, more or less. It's the thing that's super new. Obviously, the minigames have been... Well, the events, we'll call them. Have been, like, tweaked and updated, and there have been new additions. But this is what sort of replaces the single-player event... Events? Campaigns from the previous two games. Yeah. And it's this big board that takes place in London itself and you're like moving around on streets from a top-down perspective and you get to interact with like 
these NPCs, and when you talk to them, they'll start minigames. So it's essentially comparable to Mario Party in that way, except that everyone gets to move at the same time, so it's like a minigame just to start a minigame almost. Yeah. And then there are also items on this this big like top-down board that you can get, like running shoes that'll speed you up, or invincibility I think was also available, but then the big one is that these items can sometimes give you free bonus stickers, and the goal of this mode is to collect enough stickers to fill out your sheet or sheets, depending on how long you want your game to take. Yeah. And All sheets are like 16, like 4x4, four four, but yeah. you can get up to 3 of them, depending on how long you want the game to go. And you also get a bonus sticker for being the one who initiates an event. Everyone gets to play in the events for the most part, but you get rewarded for being more aggressive with that. And I think that's yeah. kind of neat. I think it adds a little layer of, like, effort to moving around the board. I do want to I do want to complain about one small thing. Go ahead. Uh, you can talk to like NPCs on the map and if they don't give you a mini game, then you can just keep talking to them. And uh, if you're Steven, you can keep talking to them over and over and break up the pace of the game. Uh, and in the meantime, any items that you're using that other players are using to give them invincibility or speed or whatever, they continue to, like, the timers for them continue to run during the dialogue. So you can just use it to be like, no, you don't get to be invincible. <laughs> and and you can make your friend Isaiah really mad. Look, man, I just wanted to talk to Rouge. And it sucks. And it's a bad video game. <laughs> I was just curious why she was in London. I mean, and I know the Olympics are going on, but she doesn't seem very, like, interested in athletics. Yeah, I... She doesn't strike me as the kind of person that would be really hyped about the Olympics. Yeah. She's it, stealing those crown jewels. Yeah, I think she wants to steal Big Ben. I, want, I wanted to see her steal Big Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, the thing I like the most about this mode, as opposed to things like Mario Party, is that you are always in control of something. There's no, like, turns, really. Yeah. The only yeah. instance where this isn't the case is that there are some rival events, and I think we actually only dealt with this once in, like, the two play sessions that we had. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you can, like, fight a non-playable character in an event, sort of like in the Winter Olympics game, where you were able to, like, occasionally challenge, like, a, a special guest to a one-on-one -on -one event. And those get you, like, two stickers for winning... But that's not, like, the majority of what's going on here. So for the most part, you're always in control of something. Yeah. And that does lead to shenanigans, like as I mentioned. But what's, you know, what's a fun time with your friends without shenanigans? Yeah. That's a fair point. And it's more tolerable than Sonic Shuffle. This is very true. In which shenanigans are rampant, and you very often can't control anything. We should mention that, uh, with the exception of that rival thing, none of the minigames that you play in the London Party mode that are initiated by NPCs are actual Olympic events. Some of them are, I think. They're... Yeah, some of them, because you could do, like, the trampoline stuff. Well, wasn't that, wasn't that the, like, uh, oh, end of the end day, of, like, event? Day. That's right. Yeah, we should mention When you talk that. to NPCs, they just kind of give you, like, genuine minigames. Or and there's a lot games. of variety to them. They give you dream games as well. That's true, yeah. And then once once the day is over, Big Ben goes off and Cream <laughs> goes, oh, it's time to do an Olympic event. Now whoever's in third place or whatever gets to choose which of three events here to do. Uh, and it's usually like two regular events and one dream event. Which yeah. I like that they always make a dream event an option because that will be the appeal for a lot of players. I also like that don't they always give the choice to the player in fourth? Um, I'm not sure. I guess. All I know is I was in fourth for most of our second playthrough, and I got to choose multiple times. Yeah, you got to choose three times in a row, and yeah. then I got to choose like the last time. Yeah, we were kind of neck and neck in last place, and then our other friend who we were playing with, I hit us. The, st <laughs> yeah, the sticker the boards have question marks, and those can either like copy a random sticker, put in another question mark space, uh, destroy one or more of another uh, player's uh, sticker spaces. Like, they just remove their stickers altogether. Yeah. And maybe sometimes even move just a sticker on your board. But, like, it's crazy. It's like, that's like the stuff you can't control, but it's kind of hilarious because, like, we screwed him over because I deleted, like, nine stickers on his board. 
and that just gave Steven the advantage. <laughs> so that's the other thing is the these little adjustments are small at the beginning, but the later you get in the game, you'll eventually hit a point where these question marks go from blue to being red. And I thought that would make them like twice as effective. But like when you get the destroy a sticker event on a blue question mark, it takes away one sticker. Charlie got it on a red, like the the immediate time we were able to get red question marks, and it took away an entire sheet. It was yeah. like almost ten times as effective as using it earlier in the game. It was insane. So I feel like those red question marks are meant to be the great equalizer in this game. Yeah. It's like well, skill truly doesn't matter if you can waited out long enough. We also had a mini game where you were throwing darts at a wheel oh, yeah. and like we didn't really understand the rules because it didn't really explain them very well, which I think is an issue this game has like on a larger scale. I think that's um, due in part to motion controls. Yeah. But like the objective was to like throw a dart at a board and then you want it to land on a number and the higher number is better, but like once a player has claimed that territory then, like, if you land on that board, they get that number instead of you. Uh, and so the person who's in like, who goes first has an objective advantage. And we all landed on the four, which was half of the board. Yeah. And so the person who went first just got 16 stickers, which is an entire sheet. Yeah, and that was me. And I was in last <laughs> place until that happened. And then I was tied for first. <laughs> It was the stupidest thing. It was so it was so upsetting because it was literally a 50% chance of just giving Steven four more stickers. And also not giving you guys anything. You got nothing for participating in that event. Yes. <laughs> but because I'm the one who initiated it, I don't think you had any choice. Yeah. Um, it was great. It was very funny because that whole game I, earlier I had been saying like, look... I might not be winning at any of, any of the events, but I've already won because I don't care. And what I meant by that was that like I wouldn't feel bad when I lost. But what actually came true was that I won because I just didn't care. <laughs> yeah, some games have really weird sticker distribution. Like if you're doing a, a regular Olympic match where there's like eight people, so four CPUs in our case. Yeah. Uh, if you even if you do the best out of your group and you're in like fourth place, you're not going to get that many stickers. If yeah. any. And I think Olympic events, or even Dream events for that matter, give you more stickers most times. But, like, the random, like, London minigames will, like, give you less stickers typically. Oh, speaking of random London minigames, there are also minigames that are cooperative. Yeah. And I feel like there's a clear problem with this if you think about the game even remotely competitively. Which is... The longer the game lasts, the more likely a comeback is, because that's when the question marks turn red and things get friggin' bananas. Yeah. So, the cooperative games, you almost never want to win if you're in second, third, or last place. And you always lose the cooperative game if any, any of the members do not succeed at the goal. Yeah. So, like, for example, there's one where um, you'll be chasing, like, Shy Guy... Or I guess actually that one that one was uh, competitive, but there's one where you'll be being chased by random NPCs like Shy Guy or Vector the was, Crocodile. I think it was Orbot and Cubot. That one also happened, but I, I think yeah. it can happen with different people, can't it? Or maybe it's only Orbot and Cubot. I have no idea. Possibly, I don't know. Because there was one where we had to like chase someone down. And it was like Lakitu one thing and then Shy Guy another. Yeah, and there was definitely a time we interacted with Vector, but I don't remember why. And I know there's also a minigame where you have to protect these gems from the Fly Guys. Yeah, the Lakitus. Oh, wait, was it Lakitus? It was Lakitus because they caught it with their uh, their fishing yeah, yeah, their rod. That's what it's called, fishing rod. Um, and in that game, it's super weird because if they catch even one, you lose. And you've got seven to defend and four people. So if one person doesn't care... You have twice as more than twice as many things to defend than you have players to defend them. Yeah. And in the one where Orbot and Cubot are trying to chase you down, it's like basically tag, and if you get tagged, you have to stand still, and your friends can come and save you. But if you, like, don't want anyone to get any stickers, you can just one, run straight for Orbot, and then, like, you've already won. <laughs> yeah, if, if the time runs out and anybody is tagged, everyone loses. Yeah, so it's... It's super weird. It's 
clearly designed with like fun in mind and yeah. not competition. And I think there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, but that's not a bad thing. Yeah. I would think that because of that, though, they would make even more mechanics like that. But I think that the games, like the mini games, are designed in such a way that it like really encourages being aggressive and competitive because yeah. there isn't a lot of consolation prizes. Yeah, for sure. It's pretty much just if you catch the guy on the overworld first, you get a sticker. And then if you win the game, you get two stickers. And the player who loses the game gets zero. So there's a like even a bigger margin than in Mario Party where coins don't actually directly relate to any like distinct value. Yeah. They're all just potential value, but these stickers are the only thing that you get in the game. They are the only form of currency. And it especially sucks to be the player that got zero stickers when it's like, all right, now time to put your to like put your <laughs> stickers on the sheet and everybody's doing that and you're just like, well I can move my my cursor around, but like that's, That's it. That's about it, yeah. <laughs> I just have to wait for everybody else to get done and like be like, hmm, I wonder where I will put my sticker. Yeah, <laughs> it's... That is that is weird. I, I guess I didn't acknowledge that as being a spot where you don't have input, but you do get to move your hand around. And that's yeah. honestly significantly better than Mario Party, where for the earlier half of them, you don't get to do anything during someone's turn. And then for the later half, the only thing you can do is make annoying voice clips. It's <laughs> like, don't get me wrong, I love that shit, but it's exclusively because it gives me something to do. It is not an improvement, in my opinion. But that's as someone who doesn't care when you're not doing things, right? Yeah. If I have my true. hand on a controller, I want to be doing things. I hate, like, sitting around. Because it just encourages people to get on their phone and stuff like that. Yeah, okay, yeah. that's fair. Yeah, and I guess I prefer... that's not good for, for a setting like that. I'd prefer you to be annoying me than to be on your phone because that annoys me so much more than you annoying me. <laughs> that's an that actually is an excellent point. But I think that's kind of like it. Oh, we do have to talk about the the reward for playing. Gotta get those London scratch party sheets. Mode. Yeah, London party mode. So who wants to talk about the scratch sheets? I'll do it. I guess why not? Go uh, for it. So for basically participating in an event, you. Like, as a, a game, just like a single match or whatever, you get a scratch card. And and that's just kind of like, you know, the lottery where you scratch two things, and if they match, you get a uh, prize. Which can be clothing for your me, uh, music that you can listen to or switch into an event. Kind of like in Sonic Generations for Mario or Sonic. Yeah, there's a pretty good selection. I'd say it was better than the music selection in Generations. Oh yeah, it's, it's way better. Plus there are a couple remixes, which is very nice. Yeah, except where they reuse the the Angel Island remix from Brawl, which it's not doesn't really make me angry. I just think it's interesting. Yeah, but it implies like a certain will for Nintendo to just give whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and like you might get like an extra try thing or just a sorry you lose thing. But you can also use those blank cards to get like me outfits or uh, extra songs too. So it's like. Even though you lost, you have this kind of currency now. Yeah, it's a really good system to encourage gambling for children. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as long as they're not paying real money. Oh, sure. but I, It the... encourages you to play more, but it's not like there's a fast way to do it. Right. You do get more scratch cards just by doing London Party Mode. I'm wondering, though, if you get like more per hour played than if you just like burn through minigames or events. Yeah. Because the London Mode can take forever. Yeah. Also, on a side note, you can uh, sometimes just by completing small little achievements, a character will send you like a mail, like a, a letter, and give you a costume. Yeah, like they Nintendo asks for your address, and they'll just send you real mail. Yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> it's really innovative for the time. Unfortunately, the U.S. Postal Service just can't keep up with that anymore, so that service has been discontinued. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's wild because like Nintendo wants to keep it going, but the the USPS is not. Yeah, yeah. Point. You ever it's like you buy like an old video game or like an old record, and there's still like a mail order deal yeah. like packaged yeah. in, and it's like, get, and you're like, hmm, I wonder if this still works. It's like get fifty percent <laughs> off this subscription to friggin' oh, whatever magazine. I would take Ask that. Ask your deal. parents first. Uh, mail-in orders, oh my god. Well, it's, so it's really funny to me because the Wii has its own, like, mail thing. Yeah, there's like an inbox on the Wii homepage. Yeah, and that's not used because you can't really, like, get things in it, you know? 
like right, you, you can get like, screenshots redeem but that's something it. in game for it yeah yeah but then there's just like an in-game version of that same system but it does give you in-game items yeah it's even weirder though because like you could just send them a mail on the Wii homepage and like have it say you've earned this whatever and then you go back in the game and you like just have it still yeah you know like the only problem with that is that you would have it in your inventory anyway yeah but i don't feel like that's the biggest issue and i also kind of liked getting mail from games on the the wii menu but yeah, what i remember specifically is that like when you beat mario kart wii 100 percent, or maybe not 100 percent, but like you beat all the cups then you get like a thanks for playing like official art image in yeah. a piece of mail so it was like this neat little collection that was kind of like an achievement system before nintendo had implemented that I so I had the same when I when you 100% Super Mario Galaxy 2 you get the same thing and yeah. it just like felt so cool to receive that mail. Yeah, well and it like it made the the home menu more interesting. Yeah. I feel like the Wii's home menu is the most interesting of any console ever though. So Yeah, but also like just like with uh, every every of Nintendo's gimmicks extremely underused. I mean, or alternatively used but annoying. I was gonna say the Wii U is overused <laughs> in my opinion. There's just all kinds of bullshit on that screen, and I just want to play the game. <laughs> yeah. And the game is in like the top right corner, which does not make any sense, unless okay. I guess you think of it as a haiku, which are written top right to bottom left. But <laughs> I don't think of the Wii U as a haiku. Forgive me if that's rude. It's very rude, Stephen. We should that's, apologize. Um, wow. <laughs> I can't believe you said that. I can't believe you would do this. Um, get fucked on this. The oh, day of my also, wedding. <laughs> uh, when you when you don't get anything for a scratch card, uh, it it goes into like a pile of of Actually, used scratch. Yeah, we mentioned. Do we? I blacked, guys. I I blacked out on that. Oh my god! <laughs> I woke up and we were talking about uh, the the U.S. Postal Service. <laughs> okay. In short. I think that the scratch-off tickets are a nice system that reward you for playing, but they also don't, like, demand that you play more because the rewards are not, like, yeah. systems in the game. You have the whole game there to access. It's just cosmetic and fun stuff. So I think it's really good. I think it's way better than uh, the Winter Olympic system, which was just, like, money. Yeah, just weird currency. Yeah. And you didn't feel like you ever had enough? I always feel like we have enough, like, tickets or whatever to get a thing that we wanted and like yeah. we, it was fun because we got to like decide as a group what we wanted because you can't like log in on your Wii at someone else's Wii to get points for it so it was kind of like a democratic thing where we like picked out what we wanted as a group because we all earned it together yeah uh -huh. I feel like if I was at home I just would have bought like three Sonic songs and then just not given a shit <laughs> <laughs> that's that's always my plan yeah that's more or less what I did when I like I played it a little bit on my own but we I played it much more just with you guys. So what do you think? Mario and Sonic at the London 2012 Olympic Games. It gets a thumbs up out of 10. I'm gonna I'm gonna say thumbs up. Yeah, I think it's a thumbs up, especially since I didn't feel encouraged to play the games I didn't feel like playing, or the events I didn't feel like playing. Yeah. Like, it was always nice in party mode to have a choice of which events you were playing. Yeah. Even if the player in fourth was like, I'm gonna make you guys suffer and pick the ones you hate. Because yeah, like, I want to win. Even that like adds a layer of like fun and intrigue to it. Yeah. And there are ones that are so detestable that no one would pick them, no matter how much they wanted to win. <laughs> there is, I think, the like the addition of a party mode. like Party mode replacing the single-player campaign was a huge boon for the game. Yeah, Galaxy Brain, I'd say. Because like, the game is not meant to be played alone. It's for a party sure. game. And, like, even when you're playing it alone, it does the, you know, you're competing with, like, eight computers, which makes it feel less single-player than even Mario Party, where, like, yeah. in Mario Party, frequently you're competing against three, like, opponents, but it still feels very single-player in the way that you take your turn and then they take theirs. Yeah. Um, and, like, their scores don't matter as much as you winning matters, but, like, in the Olympic games, like, they, they seem to place some sort of emphasis on the scores everyone gets in a weird way. Yeah. And I do also think that the, the, what are they called? Scratch-offs? Do, do you guys call them scratch-off tickets? I, scratch cards, I don't know, something like that. Call them scratchy lotteries. 
scratchy lotteries. Mm-hmm. Like, as in itchy and scratchy from The Simpsons? Uh, uh, that's the one. When I was a kid, we called them scrumples. Scrumples? <laughs> anyway, the, I think the scratch-offs is neat because it adds, like, more silly random fun. And the game is, like, telling you it's not serious. Which yeah. I think is super neat. I think this is definitely the best Olympic Games that we've played. Yeah, I think they just keep getting slightly better, and they are doing better at finding their niche. Yeah. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. All right. You can find us on Twitter at... Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is a part of the podcast where I figure out what the next episode is, because I uh... like mentioning that at the end, but I always forget to open the schedule before. I can tell you now, because I remember you telling me last time. Is it Sonic 4? Episode... Yes. Yeah, there we go. Okay, Sonic... Yeah. Sonic 4 Episode 2 is the next episode. The second episode and also the last episode, for better or for Can worse. Can we do an episode metal? That's what I was about to ask. Should we do episode metal as a separate thing? Or could we do Sonic 4 Episode 2 as the first half of the episode and episode metal as the second half like we used to do with the Game Gear games? I think that makes a lot of sense. What do you think, Charlie? do it the same episode yeah but do it two separate halves like have a clean break yeah sure i mean we've already played sonic 4 episode 1 and they're both kind of a little bit of that yeah okay awesome then that will be what you've got to look forward to now isaiah close out the show you can find us on twitter at no spin dash zone you can email us at no spin dash zone at gmail.com is there a third thing i always forget it's twitch but it's not i mean we don't often stream yeah. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at Isaiah Games. That's I-S-I-A-H Games. I'm not even going to try to plug my Twitter because I don't even know what I'm going to do with it. All right. You can find Charlie at the No Spin Dash Zone every Friday. <laughs> I mean, every <laughs> other Friday. <laughs> you can continue to find us at the same places. God dang it. Gosh, forfeit. And... Was it Spinulator? Sure. Bokbai. Spinulator. Bokbai is way funny. <laughs> Bokbai is really good, but it also doesn't make any sense for the Sonic podcast. Oh, also, the season finale is coming up kind of soon. We've got Sonic 4 Episode 2, and then it's Sonic and Sega All-Star. Sorry, Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed, and then it's the season finale. So we'll, we're going to figure out something fun to do for that. Oh, snap. All right. Bokbai. Spinulator. Yeah. A little tongue now, a lot of podcast later. Okay, I'm hitting stop. That's a really good one. We'd like to thank the LAG Radio Network for hosting our show on platforms like SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and lots more. If you enjoyed our show, you can find the rest of what the LAG Radio Network has to offer by searching for the LAG Radio Network on any of these platforms.